Hi, I'm Bill Watkins, and welcome to the Good Shared Podcast. The Good Shared Podcast is designed to share all kinds of good stories. Some stories will be spiritual, some more practical, and some will be shared just for entertaining. The Good Shared Podcast is a production of the Creve Hall Church of Christ in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Good Shared. We're really happy to have Lori Boyd with us today. And Lori, you speak at a lot of conferences and workshops and ladies' days. Tell us a little bit about that. I do speak um, at at some ladies' events, and um, I love it. It is something I'm very passionate about. I love to study, and then I love to go and share what um, what I've learned from Scripture. And so I have been afforded uh, lots of opportunities, which I'm very grateful for, to speak um, really all across the country. And Lori, at one point, was one of my students in the Nashville School of Preaching and Biblical That's Studies. Right. And I just have to tell you, she blew the curve for everybody else. <laughs> well. She never made less than 100% on anything, which made the guys who didn't do so well think, oh, man, couldn't she go to another class? No, but it was it was really wonderful. She was always great. You were always good with us. And... and uh, since that time, now, you have written several books and been very involved in a lot of ladies' leadership stuff. So tell us about your books. All right. Well, I um, started writing, really, for Christian publications. I started writing curriculum for, for Bible classes about it was about 10 years ago. I've always loved to write. I've I've always loved Bible study and had a great opportunity when I started teaching the high school girls class um, back in about 2015 or so uh, to start writing Bible study material. That led to ultimately being published. Some of those studies, I would have people ask me for my material, which I was very happy to share, but it was kind of a mess. It would be jumbled up notes and outlines. And so I really worked to kind of put that, put my studies together in an organized way. And then that led to eventually some of those studies being put into manuscript form and made available in um, in books. And so I've written four. I've had four Books that I have written that I am currently published by Kayo Publications, and that led to really the speaking opportunities. You know, as I started to write for different Christian magazines and writing Bible study books, I started to be um, approached about speaking at different places, different events for ladies, and I love that. I love, love to speak uh, for ladies groups and that just led to different opportunities for workshops and lectureships and been great. And along the way, I, in order to kind of keep myself in the Word, keep myself studying and growing and learning, I, I took classes at the Nashville School of Preaching and uh, did that for a number of years, just in the evenings. I, I didn't just audit. I took it for a grade because I wanted to write the papers and do the things and take the tests. I think I have about half of that program completed. I started at Heritage Christian. I decided to go ahead and pursue my master's and um, have been working toward a master's of arts in Christian scripture. And I'm in my very last leg of that program. I'm just just starting my thesis, so almost finished. That is so great. Well, what I want you to do is tell us about each one of your books. What's the motive behind them? What's the main message in them? Why do people need them? Okay. All right. Well, I'll start with the first book that I wrote, and it is a book called Trailblazers. And it was inspired by the class that I was teaching at that time, which was the Sunday morning 
teenage girls Bible class at church. And, and really, the idea for that book came from a survey that I did with the girls in my class. I had given them a, a just a, a anonymous survey. I wanted them to tell me what they were interested in learning about. I wanted to know if they had certain questions that they really wanted addressed that that were, you know, religious based questions and you know where they felt their greatest challenges were when it came to their faith. It was just a, you know, kind of a, a collection of of questions really to help me get to know the girls better. And when I was looking at the surveys, there were two things that stood out to me really from those surveys. Every single survey in some way or another mentioned the fact that they um, had a hard time understanding how Scripture was applicable to their lives practically, you know, that they would read um, accounts from the Bible, but really struggle to know what that means. Yeah, application is yes, huge. Yes, yeah. uh, and, and And things that sound like, wow, that was, you know, from thousands of years ago, how can that possibly have anything to do with me in 2015? You know, that was kind of... The, the the struggle that they were having with with scripture and understanding it and applying it. And then the other question that came out on that survey that was on many of the surveys that I got back was that they they struggled understanding what women could do. What was what what role can women have in the church? What what are some things that women can do to to grow the kingdom and to be active in the kingdom? And so, you know, looking at that, and I have two daughters of my own, and I have a, a son, and thinking about their questions, my daughters were um, younger at the time. They weren't in that high school girls class. But really, the questions that they had really weighed heavy on my heart, the things that they were struggling with. And so that's where the idea for Trailblazers came. Trailblazers is a book that's based on little-known women of the Old Testament who did great things. There are some of the stories we don't tell very much because some of their stories are a little bit tragic and some of them are a little disturbing, but they are women who had great influence. And sometimes we don't even know their name, but in some cases they influenced an entire nation. And I wanted the girls to know that Women can do great things for the kingdom, and and there are so many opportunities for women to to make a difference, for women to lead others to Christ, for women to to be very active in in growing and building up the church. And then I wanted them to see also through these stories that there are very real and very applicable ways to to apply the lessons from those stories to their lives. So that's the other part of Trailblazers. Besides telling the story of the women, it is saying okay, here's some things we learned about the women, and this is what it looks like in in living out your day-to-day life. Okay, so that brings me to a question. Before we look at your other books, okay. just, so this is a criticism that I hear often in our society, that churches are chauvinistic, that they that women are put in roles of submission and not in a positive way, but in a negative way, and that they have no voice. What would you say to them? Well, the very first response I have to that is that God loves women. I mean, God, it is evident in Christian in Scripture that God loves, values, and uses women and you know, to do great things. It's it's from the very beginning we see that all through Scripture. You cannot read Scripture and feel like. God doesn't love and value women. You see it over and over. And you can't read the Bible and and come to the conclusion that there's not ways for women to serve and, and to make a, a very big difference 
in the community around them, in, in the church it, at large. That's the first answer I would have is that's that's just completely that idea, that that thought is completely against what God presents in scripture. Sure. That's first. Second thing I would say is that there are when you look at what the greatest command that we've been given as far as church growth and church activity goes, you know, the, the command to go out and make disciples is a command that's given to men and women alike. It's a command given to all disciples of Christ, go make more. And you know, I, I sometimes think we get so caught up in, well, I can't do this one thing or on, you know, in worship, I, this, I'm, I'm restricted because I can't do blank. Instead of looking at the grand picture of, of what we've all been charged to do, we've all been charged to go out and make disciples. And we all should be doing that. Men and women alike should be using their gifts and their talents to go out, share Jesus with other people, other people, and bring more people to Christ. Right. And so I think looking at that okay. big picture. Yeah. You know, Satan can ruin people by having them focus on something that can be translated in a negative way. In the, in the garden, in the very beginning, where does he start out? Is there something you can't eat? Oh, right. That's where he starts. And that's all they focus on then. And that's the way he brought sin into the world. It's what he's doing today among people who say, well, I can't do this. I can't do this. Therefore, you know, that's all I can think about. Well, there are so many ways. And by the way, even the things that, that people say you can't do, that women have the ability to do many of those things with women in ways Absolutely. that are very, very powerful, yeah. very powerful. Yes. Uh, when, when my wife started teaching ladies classes, one of the first things that she found out was that there were a lot of women who didn't know how to pray because they said, well, we're not allowed to pray. Well, of course, they're not only allowed, they're commanded Absolutely. to pray. And, and, but, they saw it as a, a we're restricted from that, right. a, and they weren't growing in their spiritual life. So what you're doing is giving them an opportunity to do that, and I yes. really appreciate it. Well, well, let's move on to another yeah. book. Tell okay. us, tell me some more. All right, so let's see. The next book is the one that came out next. Oh, Walking to the Promised Land was the next one that came out, and that book is based on the walking scriptures of the Bible. So um, scriptures like. Uh, that tell us to walk in love or walk uprightly, walk with wise men, um, walk in the light, those kinds of verses um, is really what this this book kind of centers on and takes the idea of walking, which in the New Testament is taken from the Greek word peripateo, which is means to walk around. And the idea in the New Testament in the using of that word is is it's the way you walk around your day-to-day life. It's it's the way you live. And so Really looking at those verses and seeing what they tell us about what is day-to-day Christian living like. And so that is what that uh, book is about. And it's really, you know, with, with the end result being the promised land. We're all headed. We're all on a journey there. What does each day look like and how are you each day taking a step closer? I want to say your dad loved that book. Her dad is a huge hiker. You'd have to know something about Bob. But Bob was an Air Force general and also uh, the personal physician for Norman Schwarzkopf and the organizer of all the mass units in the first Gulf War. He is an incredibly brilliant man who believes that you should stay physically fit. When that book came out, he (laughs) could not quit talking about it. So excited. Well, Dad had a big role in that. And I have to say, before I tell you his role in that book, one of the things that he would say is, I can go to work when he was active duty and when he was when he was working, um, he retired a general and he would say, I can say one thing. I can walk into a room 
and everybody will stand up. I can say one thing, and it gets done without any question. And then I come home to my three daughters, and it's sheer madness. Nobody listens to a word that I say. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, anyway, we loved growing up in the Air Force, and we um, we just we love our dad. But he was very active in this book writing. He has a section at the end of every chapter that's called Walk with the Doc. And he takes the principle of that chapter and applies it to physical walking. And so, for example, on the chapter that has to do with walking uprightly, I talk about that from a spiritual walk, a spiritual daily living. Dad talks about it as the importance of good posture when you're walking. And so at the end of every chapter, Dad has a little bit that he adds about the physical importance of walking. And then another really neat thing about the book is at the very end of the book, my sister is an exercise physiologist, and she created walking plans that are based on biblical distances. So let's say you wanted to walk from you wanted to walk the distance of across the Red Sea. She has that worked out in miles, and you can, you know, today I'm going to walk the distance that it took the Israelites to get from one side of the Red Sea to the other when they were leaving Egypt. And so, um, and she has different ones, you know, Jerusalem to Jericho, or you know, different different Bible distances. So those walking plans are in the back of the book, and they are. It's a really fun. great book. Yeah. I have, I have, I, I should, I, I want to say, I've read your books. I love your books, Thank and you. and I think they're wonderful. Her dad was a wellness doctor toward the end of his career, so he's very interested and people staying healthy and and yes. uh, so I'm glad he had a part in that one but he was yep. he was so proud of you with that well, book I thank kept you. I kept hearing that so tell me about another book All right so another one that I wrote is called um, Hope Island Hope Island is a very it's kind of a unique book because it it follows kind of a fictional story of some survivors on an island um, it's based on a shipwreck that happened. Um, everybody survived the shipwreck and has now found themselves on this island. And they know that they're going to be rescued, but they don't know when. It was the last thing that came through on the transmitter as the boat was going down was, rescue is coming. And so in the meantime, they're on this island and together they have to work to build a community. And the community is built on the idea that rescue is coming. And so the idea on this book is is what does the church look like or what should the church look, look like as a community that is built on hope? If we know that Jesus is coming back and we believe that with all of our heart, what should we look like when the world looks at the church? They should see a people of hope. Well, what does that look like? And so that's what Hope Island is about. What does that's the fantastic. church look like as a community of hope? <laughs> you can endure anything and triumph in anything if you have hope. Absolutely. If you have hope. Absolutely. Uh, that, and, so. and what was so great, you know, the, the idea in that book, too, is the survivors come together and they work together to build this community. And so they are using each other's gifts and talents to, to build that community. They are, they are encouraging each other. They're keeping each other going. They're, they're saying, you know, we don't quit. They're, and so all of these chapters have to do with That's good. With now, that. you have another book. Right? I do. I That's have right. got one last book. It's <laughs> called Praying Through It, and it came out of COVID. And so um, it has a special place in my heart when, when we we all went to the um, the shelter in place uh, or safe at home shelter in place, whatever those rules were, where we were all staying at home. Uh, many churches, you know, decided to stop meeting together during that period of time, and um, I felt very inspired to to create a study that women could do online during that time. And so the first thing that came to mind was a study on prayer. You know, we were all very unsure about the future. It was a difficult time, and nobody really knew exactly 
what the future was going to you know hold. And so I think a lot of people turn to prayer, which you know sometimes we tend to do in times where we are facing challenges and trials. We become more prayerful, which it's not necessarily the right thing. We should always be prayerful, but we became stronger in in prayer, I think. And and so this was a study based on on continuing to to pray and to get through this difficult time by by leaning on God and talking to God. And so praying through it was based on prayers of the Bible. So looking at prayers of the Bible, what do we learn from the words that were prayed by men and women in Scripture? What did they pray for? How did God answer? What can we learn from from that prayer? And so that ended up being a series of YouTube lessons, and I had so many people ask me um, about that study, wanting to know if it was ever going to be in book form. And so um, a couple years ago, I did... I turned it into a book. We, My publishers worked with me on um, creating it uh, into a manuscript form. Right. And so now Praying Through It is available as a Bible study book. Okay. I understand you've been active in Latin American missions. Tell us about that it. That is correct. So a number of years ago, I think it was when my oldest daughter was just coming out of middle school, we discovered Latin American missions based in Valdosta, Georgia, is where they're um, – congregation is that that sponsors that program and uh, we started going on those mission trips during the summer and really just absolutely fell in love with that program specifically the yes Two program which works with training young people on how to do bible studies with with people and um, so through that latin american missions we went to oh costa rica and we went to peru we've been to panama a number of different places in Latin America, okay. and um, really loved loved that experience. Okay, I have a couple of more things I want to ask you. Yes. First of all, and that is that if if you were to meet a young woman in the church who's really discouraged about her role in the church and her place there and what she can do, what would you tell her up front? Well, I think one of the things that we need to be um, really mindful of, especially with our young people, is that we are that we are providing them with a place of encouragement and a place of community. That's what young people are looking for. I think a place where they uh, feel like they belong. And so, the first thing that I would encourage her is to get plugged in around you know where wherever she is to plug into some people, look for some mentors, look for some people who who can help you and and be there with you and encourage you. I would really try to help that young woman find out what she's great at. What is what are what are your talents? What are your gifts? Let's look at some things that that we can um, talk about and and maybe work in developing. I would try to put her into some sort of a study. Get her some. We've got so much great study material in the church. We really do. We've got great writers. We've got great books and study guides available. I would um, encourage her in that to to continue to delve in and and work on growing her faith. And I would definitely pray with her, encourage her to be prayerful. Some of those things I think are are where I would begin. Can, can I just say that in growing up, I remember that a lot of the materials that were available to women, written by women, were not real deep. Yeah. They were they were fairly shallow with some odd kind of illustrations and everything else, but not much that would really give you meat and help you grow. 
one of the things that I love is that so many of the women who are writing, you included, are actually doing that. You're bringing them deeper into the Word, into a deeper spiritual life, and I think you're doing a great service. I think that the church needs you, and I'm glad that I know you. Uh, you. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. So if somebody wanted to get your books or to book you for uh, an event of some sort, what would they need to do? My books are available on Kayo Publications at the Kayo Publications website. Spell Kayo. Kayo is K-A-I-O. Yeah, so people K- wouldn't know. A- yes, they- that's right. K-A-I-O, Kayo Publications. They're available there. My books are available on Amazon as well. So you can just go to Amazon and search Lori Boyd and any of those book titles that um, we've talked about. Those are all available there. And um, booking for events, my, my email address um, or uh, phone number the best way to get a hold of me. I don't know. Yeah. And um, let's see, what was the other thing you asked me? Did you ask me something? That was the main thing. That was the main thing. I would, I do want to just second what you said. I would like to, you know, just women are looking for deep study. They, they're looking for deeper, meaningful study. They, are, they want to get past the the, the surface knowledge and really dig in and right. and and get into some very deep Bible study. The questions that we're getting from young people today are are hard questions. Young people have tough questions, and they are not satisfied with just this is the way we do it because this is the way we do it. They want to know the reason behind why we do it, and I think it holds us older Christians more accountable to, to be able to give a good answer, a right. good, biblical, deep, meaningful answer to these questions that young people have. You know, I was at a, I was at a congregation years ago when the ladies wrote the elders and said we would like to have a meaningful role. We don't want to take up the leadership. We're not trying to take over the congregation, but we feel like there's more that we could do than we're doing. And I'll never forget it. An elder called a meeting of all the ladies on a Sunday afternoon, and he said, you can make jelly. (laughs) I thought they were going to lynch him. I'm sure. Uh, They were looking for something meaty and deep, and and he wasn't thinking that way. But I'll never forget, after the meeting was over, he came to my wife and he said, rescue me, give him something deeper. (laughs) And so we developed a ladies' ministry based on that that really had some things. And I'm glad to see that that's going on and that and that great things are being done and great great writers are among us and thank you for being one of them. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and thanks Enjoy. for taking some time with us too. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.